Sports Speak Podcast. This is your host, Aaron Daniels, and I'm sitting down with another worthy guest on this show. This young lady is a Nacogdoches, Texas native. I've got family down in that area. She was a three-sport athlete in high school. She played volleyball, softball, and basketball. She then moved on uh, during her collegiate experience. She was playing softball at the University Oh, excuse me, at Mississippi State University. Let me not misspeak. Once she got through with her playing days, she transitioned into the very thankless sometimes position of, of a coach and got right into the business. She's got 14 years in the game. She is at Wascom High School. Maybe I pronounced it wrong, but if I did, she's going to set me straight. And she's still in the great state of Texas, East Texas, to be exact, where she is in athletic administration. She's coaching softball and she's coaching volleyball. And once again, if I misspoke, she's going to set me straight. I got Miss Aya McMichael with us this afternoon. How you doing, Aya? I'm good. I'm so thankful to be on the podcast. And yes, I will correct you for a few notes. Oh, yeah. Give me right. Give me right. Oh, no. I can't believe he's about to say Ole Miss. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? I was getting ready to say the University of Mitten. I said, you know what? Let's reroute. <laughs> That's right. So how you how you doing, Coach? Oh, Everything going good? Everything's going good. We, um, you know, going hard and heavy right now with uh, volleyball. I'm... Um, stepping in for the head volleyball coach this year. So, um, and we actually have a game later on tonight. So, but yeah, everything's going good Wearing so far. All the hats. Okay. Now this is the first time you and I have had a discussion. We haven't, if I walk by you in the streets, I wouldn't even know who I'm looking at. So this is a great platform for us to sort of break the ice, but we're going to jump right into it. I know you're pressed for time. What in the world made you want to get into coaching once your playing days are over? Cause I yeah. question. I know. And you were spot on. I mean, it is a thankless job um, oftentimes, but I actually did not want to get in coaching because I come from a family of educators and coaches. So I actually got my bachelor's degree in business and I wanted to be what I call the hill clackers, you know, the one with the stilettos yeah. and the skirt oh, yeah. and the one meetings and all that stuff. So um, I was determined not to follow that path, but um, I was fortunate enough to be drafted first round first pick out of my senior year in college to the Akron Racers the pro women's professional softball league wow. and um that season runs May through right at the beginning of August so at that particular time while I was still playing the only really avenue that would allow me to have three months off in the summer was coaching mm -hmm. so I kind of stepped right into uh coaching at that particular point and then just kind of stayed with it. So you were coaching and playing at a professional level at that time? Yes. And I was coaching um, at that time um, at the University of Virginia. I had a one-year stint there as assistant softball coach. So I was living in Charlottesville, Virginia. And then I also um, had a stint at Trinity University, which is Division Three in San Antonio. Mm. Um, so, and all over the map. Mm -hmm. All over the place. <laughs> Nice. Now, um, was softball always the first love or did, did you did you have to dabble a little bit to get it figured out? No, basketball was my first love. I wanted to play basketball for um, Pat Summit. That was my ultimate goal. Um, I remember being, a, I mean, I still am a, a Tennessee fan, but from a very young age, I remember sitting in front of the TV watching just how she coached and how she pulled you know, the most out of each player. So basketball was my um, first love. And as I got older, 
Um, my parents sat down with me and, and said, you know, here's what you love, but here's the work ethic that you're putting into it. So that's not matching up. So until you're ready to change that. Speak podcast, we're picking right up where we left off once again, even throughout the technical difficulties. We still going to roll. Coach McMichael, you still there? I am here. All right. Jump right back in there. Talking about your sonny boy. All right. He's a coach's kid. And you're working out while he was in the womb. He had no choice. You were hollering, fussing, and screaming, and it's in his DNA. <laughs> That's right. He um he's just that's just what he knows. That's the environment that he knows. And like I said, I come from a family of coaches and teachers. So um that's pretty we're very competitive. So when we get together, I mean it's it's we're gathering around watching football or basketball or softball or whatever baseball or whatever it is. So um but I also want to let him choose, organically choose whatever um he decides to be. And I and my gut and my mama gut, I feel like it's gonna be football. You feel like it's gonna be football now. Do you have any yeah. uh, reservations about that? You know the climate that we're in, with the uh, you know, the people, and, and rightfully so, people have a lot of concerns about about their kids playing football. But uh, where do you fall on that? I'm okay with it. I am probably that rare girl that loves the, the sport of football. Um, just because my dad is a football was and still he still is a football coach. He's a retired rehire. And as a little kid, that's where I was. I was on the bus and followed him to on Friday Night Lights. I think Friday Night Lights gives me just as about as, as a big of a chill and thrill just as any football coach. Um, I love it. I don't think there's anything like it. But my philosophy for my son was that the sport of football you can pick up later and still be great. But the sport of baseball is so technical and detailed that it's hard to pick it up late and be good. So I'd rather him learn those skills now. And then if he decides not to, then I'm fine with it. But at least he knows, you know, how to play it. Now, that's actually a great segue, because what I want to ask you now, to me, it's very, very rare that somebody has as much experience coaching and playing multiple different sports like you do. Is there, um, is there a noticeable difference or noticeable differences uh, when it comes to the preparation process for volleyball versus softball versus basketball. How do you change those hats as a coach from an instructional standpoint? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that with the sport of volleyball, it's uh, our motto this year has been, or my motto really in coaching is just on to the next. If you make a mistake, do the next thing right. Mm -hmm. And that next thing right comes faster in basketball and volleyball. The next thing right, um, could be two, three innings from now in the sport of softball. So um, the um, the lull that you have in the sport of softball um, can linger a little bit longer, and it's oftentimes harder for our athletes to kind of let it go because they understand the weight and that, you know, hey, that was a, a really big play, and, um, and you see the two runners or three runners running by you when that ball goes between your legs. So um, I think that I do as a coach much more mental toughness and focus in the sport of softball than I do in um, volleyball and basketball. That that right there is a great breakdown because it sounds to me like you can you can find yourself sort of in a, in a pit for the whole game or in a funk and not able to shake back because you think about that last one. Oh, yeah, on to the next play. I think many coaches, you know, practice that same philosophy. Now we're going to shift gears to something that's kind of near and dear to me. Now I'm, okay. looking at, I'm looking at your numbers on this paper. When I say numbers, I'm talking about years in the game as a coach. 14, correct? Mm-hmm, that's right. 
And that's quite a ways. And so I would like to think that you have seen sort of uh, an evolution or um, devolution, derevolution, just to make up a word, <laughs> when it comes to these kids these days. Now, would you say that there's a difference in the way the youth is today or is it uh, the difference in the way maybe they've been brought up? Or is it, a, is it an environmental difference? Because I feel like um, as far as the fiber and the mental makeup of, of athletes was a little bit different some time ago than it is today. Yes, and I could go on and on about I'm very passionate about this topic. And here's my answer to that question. Um, I think that there definitely has been a change. I think that the um, tough love that I know for me personally and some of my colleagues were brought up in is not as prominent as it is today. Um, where it meaning when um, for my home, like it was not like we didn't come home and talk about coaches and we didn't, my parents were, did not allow me to make excuses as to why I got something, did not get something done. If right. a coach um, got on to me about a mistake or something, um, by no means do they take my side. <laughs> it was, it. you know better, you need to, to fix that. And I think that that definitely has shifted now. I think that um, unfortunately, um, a lot of parent, a lot of coaches, good coaches are exiting the game way too soon because they can't handle um, the all the outside factors that play into their coaching decisions. Sports Speak podcast. This is your host, Aaron Daniels, and I'm sitting down with another worthy guest on this show. This young lady is a Nacogdoches, Texas native. I've got family down in that area. She was a three-sport athlete in high school. She played volleyball, softball, and basketball. She then moved on uh, during her collegiate experience. She was playing softball at the university. Oh, excuse me, at Mississippi State University. Let me not misspeak. Once she got through with her playing days, she transitioned into the very thankless sometimes position of, of a coach and got right into the business. She's got 14 years in the game. She is at Wascom High School. Maybe I pronounced it wrong, but if I did, she's going to set me straight. And she's still in the great state of Texas, East Texas, to be exact, where she is in athletic administration. She's coaching softball and she's coaching volleyball. And once again, if I misspoke, she's going to set me straight. I got Miss Aya McMichael with us this afternoon. How you doing, Aya? I'm good. I'm so thankful to be on the podcast. And yes, I will correct you for a few notes. Oh, yeah. Give me right. Give me right. Oh, no. I can't believe he's about to say Ole Miss. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? I was getting ready to say the University of Miss. And I said, you know what? Let's reroute. <laughs> That's right. So how you how you doing, Coach? Oh, Everything going good? Everything's going good. We, um, you know, going hard and heavy right now with uh, volleyball. I'm... Um, stepping in for the head volleyball coach this year. So, um, and we actually have a game later on tonight. So, but yeah, everything's going good Wearing so far. All the hats. Okay. Now this is the first time you and I have had a discussion. We haven't, if I walk by you in the streets, I wouldn't even know who I'm looking at. So this is a great platform for us to sort of break the ice, but we're going to jump right into it. I know you're pressed for time. What in the world made you want to get into coaching once your playing days are over? Cause I, yeah. question. 
I know. And you were spot on. I mean, it is a thankless job um, oftentimes, but I actually did not want to get in coaching because I come from a family of educators and coaches. So I actually got my bachelor's degree in business and I wanted to be what I call the hill clackers, you know, the one with the stilettos and the skirt and meetings and all that stuff. So um, I was determined not to follow that path, but um, I was fortunate enough to be drafted first round, first pick out of my senior year in college to the Akron Racers, the women's professional softball league. And um, that season runs May through right at the beginning of August. So at that particular time, while I was still playing, the only really avenue that would allow me to have three months off in the summer was coaching. Mm -hmm. So I kind of stepped right into uh, coaching at that particular point and then just kind of stayed with it. So you were coaching and playing at a professional level at that time? Yes. And I was coaching um, at that time um, at the University of Virginia. I had a one-year stint there as assistant softball coach. So I was living in Charlottesville, Virginia. And then I also um, had a stint at Trinity University, which is Division Three in San Antonio. Mm. Um, so, all over the map. Mm-hmm. All over the place. <laughs> Nice. Now, um, was softball always the first love or did, did you did you have to dabble a little bit to get it figured out? No, basketball was my first love. I wanted to play basketball for um, Pat Summit. That was my ultimate goal. Um, I remember being a, I mean, I still am a, a Tennessee fan, but from a very young age, I remember sitting in front of the TV watching just how she coached and how she pulled you know, the most out of each player. So basketball was my um, first love. And as I got older, um, my parents sat down with me and and said, you know, here's what you love, but here's the work ethic that you're putting into it. So that's not matching up. So until you're ready to change that. Speak podcast, we're picking right up where we left off once again, even throughout the technical difficulties, we still going to roll. Coach McMichael, you still there? I am here. All right. Jump right back in there. Talking about your sonny boy. All right. He's a coach's kid. You were working out while he was in the womb. He had no choice. You were hollering, fussing, and screaming, and it's in his DNA. <laughs> that's right. He um he's just that's just what he knows. That's the environment that he knows. And like I said, I come from a family of coaches and teachers. So um that's pretty we're very competitive. So when we get together, I mean it's it's we're gathering around watching football or basketball or softball or whatever baseball or whatever it is so um but i also want to let him choose organically choose whatever um he decides to be and i in my gut and my mama gut i feel like it's gonna be football you feel like it's gonna be football now do you have any yeah. uh, reservations about that you know the climate that we're in with the uh, you know <laughs> people and, and rightfully so people have a lot of concerns about about their kids playing football but uh where do you fall on that i'm okay with it i am probably that rare girl that loves that's the sport of football um just because my dad is a football was and still he still is a football coach he's a retire rehire and as a little kid that's where I was I was on the bus and followed him to on Friday Night Lights I think Friday Night Lights gives me just as about as as a big of a chill and thrill just as any football coach um I love it I don't think there's anything like it but my philosophy for my son was that the sport of football, you can pick up later and still be great. But the sport of baseball is so technical and detailed that 
it's hard to pick it up late and be good. So I'd rather him learn those skills now. And then if he decides not to, then I'm fine with it. But at least he knows, you know, how to play it. Now, that's actually a great segue, because what I want to ask you now, to me, it's very, very rare that somebody has as much experience coaching and playing multiple different sports like you do. Is there um, is there a noticeable difference or noticeable differences uh, when it comes to the preparation process for volleyball versus softball versus basketball? How do you change those hats as a coach from an instructional standpoint? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that with the sport of volleyball, it's uh, our motto this year has been, or my motto really in coaching is just on to the next. If you make a mistake, do the next thing right. And that next thing right comes faster in basketball and volleyball. The next thing right um, could be two, three innings from now in the sport of softball. So um, the, um, the lull that you have in the sport of softball um, can linger a little bit longer. And it's oftentimes harder for our athletes to kind of let it go because they understand the weight and that, you know, Hey, that was a, a really big play. And, um, and you see the two runners or three runners running by you when that ball goes between your legs. So um, I think that I do as a coach much more mental toughness and focus in the sport of softball than I do in um, volleyball and basketball. That, that right there is a great breakdown because it sounds to me like you can you can find yourself sort of in a, in a pit for the whole game or in a funk and not able to shake back because you think about that last one. Oh, yeah, on to the next play. I think many coaches, you know, practice that same philosophy. Now we're going to shift gears to something that's kind of near and dear to me. Now I'm, okay. looking at, I'm looking at your numbers on this paper. When I say numbers, I'm talking about years in the game as a coach. 14, correct? Mm-hmm, that's right. And that's quite a ways. And so I would like to think that you have seen sort of uh, an evolution or um, – devolution, derevolution, just to make up a word, <laughs> when it comes to these kids these days. Now, would you say that there's a difference in the way the youth is today, or is it uh, the difference in the way maybe they've been brought up? Or is it, a, is it an environmental difference? Because I feel like um, as far as the fiber and the mental makeup of, of athletes was a little bit different some time ago than it is today. Yes. And I could go on and on about, I'm very passionate about this topic. And here's my answer to that question. Um, I think that there definitely has been a change. I think that the um, tough love that I know for me personally, and some of my colleagues were brought up in is not as prominent as it is today. Um, Where it meaning when, um, for my home, like it was not like we didn't come home and talk about coaches and we didn't, my parents were, did not allow me to make excuses as to why I got something, did not get something done. If right. a coach um, got on to me about a mistake or something, um, by no means do they take my side. <laughs> it was, it. you know, better, you need to, to fix that. And I think that that definitely has shifted now. I think that um, unfortunately, um, a lot of parent, a lot of coaches, good coaches, are exiting the game way too soon because they can't handle um, the all the outside factors that play into their coaching decision. 